Okay, so those of you that know of my famous feud with the great one, get off my phone, you big dope. With the supposed so-called great one, uh, one Mark Levin, know that uh, Levin was completely, and so was Jeffrey Lore, completely, totally, and should have been embarrassingly defeated on the battlefield of logic, history, and ideas when he and Lord claimed that it's always been Marican tradition that presidents have used uh, the armies of the United States as their personal bombing platoons. And that intervention in foreign worlds, this goes all the way back to Washington, claimed Lord on the pages of the Spectator. I went like, no, it didn't. <laughs> no, it didn't. And Jefferson, he called out the Marines. He sent the Marines to go liberate the Libyans. Didn't. He sent some Marines to go retrieve some sailing vessels that had been stolen by the Barbary pirates. That's what he did. Which is how you get the, uh, the line in the Marine Corps song. From the shores of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli. Come on, Justin, you're there. Sing it with me. We all fight our country. <laughs> so it was in Tripoli that, oh, what was the, uh, what was the guy? It was the lieutenant who was a Marine who uh, led uh, the battalion or the special ops at that time. In any event. I've never seen, and I still don't to this day, there's two of them I don't get their success. I don't get Hannity's, and I don't get Levin's. Um, neither one of them is entertaining. They're both war-mongering God or G and Jesus-denying hacks. Hannity apostatized against his Catholic upbringing so he could preach abortion and contraception. Now, this isn't, I'm not doing a whole segment on uh, other members of the talk radio mafia. I only bring it up because Hannity and Levin have been wrong about every foreign policy question the entire 25 to 30 years, or 30 years that Hannity's been on and 15 years that Levin's been on. Every single one of them they've been wrong on, and they're wrong on this one. So, Errol Robinson, <laughs> all right, Maggie, read him, or, or can you send it to me? Emerald, Emerald Robinson, who used to be with the Newsmax, uh, saw that Levin was having uh, Levin had a history. Here, you want to hear a neocon meltdown? Listen to this one: Digital Media File or Decepticon, as I call them. This is when well, she's looking for Emerald Robinson, which I'll, uh, which we'll get to. Tim Burchett. Uh, Burchett is one of the eight, the Patriot Eight. We need a name for them, the Deficit Eight, or uh, I, I'll, I'll noodle on it. Burchett was one of the uh, eight that voted to, to oust McCarthy, and he went on with Brian Kilmeade, who was also a Levin, Hannity, Mark and Never Wrong, everyone else in the world always right, or, or, or America Never, uh, uh, Never Everyone else in the world always wrong. America never wrong, always right. So Mark Levin tweeted out yesterday afternoon, the Uniparty equals McConnell, Schumer, 
Gates, Jeffries, and the squad. And Emerald Robinson retweeted, watching Mark Levin crash and burn his entire career is something to behold. You know how I know Matt Gates was right? Because the Uniparty is big mad. The Uniparty! The Uniparty is big mad. Here's Burchett with doing battle, Mortal Kombat, with Kilmeade. What do you think he's going to do for the Republican Party and chances of holding on to leadership and the majority when it looks like you're, having, you're the uh, ringleader of a circus led by Matt Gates, who likes to blow things up but not offer any new ideas? Are you happy following Matt Gates? Is that your leader? I'm not following Matt Gates. I made my own decision. I didn't ask Matt. But if Matt Gates didn't approval, challenge, but- you weren't going to challenge. Do what? If Matt Gates I, now, didn't stand up, you were going to challenge. You know I that. Believe I, I believe I would have. Oh, come I on. I, and they're, and they're, oh, well, please, you, you know, were praying please, about please. it one minute. The next minute you're going to lead an insurgency. And so you don't think that praying about it's important? Is that what you're yeah, saying? You're praying you about how you're going to vote America. with Matt Gates. And the next minute you're going to lead an insurgency? Listen, you got a predetermined answer to everything. I, I no, I have, an, I have an opinion about what's going on. Do you have an opinion, too? And you talk over me every time I try to make All a right, point. Make your point. The point is, is that we're $33 trillion in debt. This speaker was woefully, woefully lacking in leadership skills. Oh, wait, wait, he always wait, wait, placed the blame somewhere else. Stop America's going to be better off with new. So you're you're going to hear the Irish Catholic, fake Irish Catholic, Brian Kilmeade, upbraid this guy because he did the, un- or he, he's been uh, filmed doing the unthinkable. <gasps> what did he do, TKD? Did he kill someone in Congress, TKD? No, it's even worse than killing someone on the floor of the House of Representatives. <gasps> did he rape a woman in the floor, TKD? No, it's even worse than that. <gasps> did he rape a man? No, it's even worse than that. You know what he did? My friends, this is an unforgivable one. You know what he did? He... Prayed. New leadership. And right. That's the bottom and who is line. it? Possibly, possibly it could be Steve Scalise. It could be Elise Stefani. It could be Roger Williams out of Texas. It could be um, uh, Mark Green out of Tennessee. So they all, supported, is, they all supported Kevin McCarthy, including the most conservative guy I know, Jim Jordan. Why are you smarter than Jim Jordan and, and the 210 plus Republicans? Why are you smarter? I represent my district, brother. And why are you smarter than me? You're right. condemning me well, because I'm just I, saying, I stand up on my own, and that's, that's I'm not what condemning I do. you. I'm questioning you. You don't like being no, you're questioned? Not. You're, no, you're just you're, the line of questioning is very negative, and you know that, and I right. know that. You and, and when I, this is all over with, when this is all over with, and we have a new speaker and we're running smooth, let's have this conversation again. Were you happy with John Boehner? I wasn't here with John Boehner. Right. With Paul Ryan. I, I'm, they're both rhinos. I mean, why do you? They're not. They're not in my camp anyway. So I. But I, I wasn't here when they were here. So you had 15 yeses for uh, every round you voted for Kevin McCarthy, but you think he's the problem? Right now, I sure do. He's part of it. He's part of the, this this whole problem. When you don't, when you deny that there's a problem, when in, in this dysfunctional Washington, brother, that you, then you know there's brother, a problem. Brother, you can't you deny there's we a problem. Take, you can't take, get past the, the fact we take in $5 trillion, we spend $7 trillion. 
and this and and leadership I'm fascinated, seems to be okay I'm fascinated with that. the way you blame Kevin McCarthy that you're that you're thirty three trillion dollars in debt, but well, I'm, you're gonna I'm get surprised. a new leader, I'm sure he's gonna solve everything. Well I'm uh, surprised that, that you give him full credit for all the successes that I, we've I, had I, because I, we all name I me could some say successes is for nine months, had. I don't think you should take all the blame. Well, why, why are we backing it up? We had nine months, exactly. That's a great point. Why do we wait nine months to do something about the wall, something about the budget, something about, well, we never did anything about term limits, which uh, we promised American I watched him for an hour and 15 public. minutes. He was, doing a, he was doing an awful lot, but not enough for you. Uh, uh, and, and it just goes on and on and on and on from there. That's not an interview. That's an interrogation. Um couple of things. One, is Congress irreparably damaged and cannot be repaired? Answer, no, it is not. Second question, and that's because as an institution, the rules that it has, the role that it plays under the Constitution of the United States, no, it's the people. Question two. Is the resulting government of the United States irreparably damaged and corrupt and beyond repair? Answer, yes, I believe that it is. But that doesn't mean that Congress itself, I'm talking about the institution as a body, All right, I'm talking about, again, which is why I said before you throw the entire baby out with the proverbial bathwater, and not that we're not fighting for new Christendoms, Christendoms, because we are. We need to, and we're, action is required on that as well. Can a Christendom in these United States or amongst these United States exist and a Congress of the United States as it is specified in Article 1, Section 1? Answer. Yes, it can. Now, it doesn't have to be. You could have a confederation. You could have what the Swiss has. You could have cantons. You could have regions. Hell, you you don't have to have any of it. You can have a monarch. You can have a king. You can have a series of kings. But the Congress itself is not the problem. The people in the Congress obviously are the problem, and what they have done cumulatively over the years, yeah, that's an issue. Is it? Is that? Is is what they have created and set in motion? Is it reparable? Well, no, it's not. Now, it would be reparable if people were Christians again. That's not going to happen anytime soon, unless God decides uh, through a divine intervention event that that's going to occur. Um, uh, so you don't have the right people. The, you don't have people that actually even understand. Why running debt up in someone else's name is a mortal sin. This isn't just egregious, bad, rounding up bookkeeping. We're talking about sins that occur here. For McCarthy to have been ousted because, and I've heard from four of them now, because four of the eight, I wait. I can't wait to hear from the other four, Four of the eight that voted with the Democrats, and we know that the Democrats didn't do it for the right reasons. Okay, so what? Uh, Cited the debt deficit and what they call the budget or balancing the budget, however you wish to term it. Those are issues and problems that actually do 
have technical, physical, F-I-S-C-A-L, solutions. You can fix it. Rand Paul introduces a balanced budget every year. Did you know that? Did you know that? Every year, Senator Paul introduces, it never gets a vote. It never comes to a vote. It'll be him, Mike Lee, uh, now it'll be Josh Hawley. He'll get about seven or eight co-sponsors. It'll never get to the floor. Schumer, Schmuckle Schumer, McConnell are never going to allow it to come to the floor. But every year, Rand Paul introduces a balanced uh, a, 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 a balanced budget for the United, United States to operate under. Um, I, I want to say that it is a two-step or three-step. It takes two or three years to get it back into balance. And then you start dismantling through attrition uh, agencies and what have it. Is there a way to do this? Yes, there is. Again, do no more damage. My old message, 2024 election year coming up. Okay, right. They're not going to fix it. Yes, we want new Christendom, new Christendoms, smaller little polities. Yes, we want all that. But while you're stuck with this, can we undo some of the damage and prevent it from doing new damage? That ought to be, that, that should be how we should be thinking about this. Doesn't mean that you have to vote, hope, and cope. Doesn't mean you have to throw all of your eggs in the basket of the federal government and the union remaining as is, because I don't want the union to stay as it is myself. I think that those states uh, do what they do and want to murder babies, that we should leave. We should let them form their own damn union. A murderer's murderer's row of sovereignties. Fine. You want to kill babies? Go ahead. You do it in your union. We're out. We're going to vote you off the island. Where's Jeff Probst when I need him? We should have a survivor challenge. <laughs> they'd lose. I tell you, they'd lose. But there is just a little ray of, I don't even want to say hope, there is a, a glimmer of sunlight that has snuck into all this with the ouster of McCarthy because McCarthy, as I said, let's just pretend that Trump wins and... Um, in 2024, the Republicans who were to maintain control of the House of Representatives, you know what that would mean? And and McCarthy was in place. They'd run another two trillion dollars in deficits. Because there's one thing that we know because he borrowed money when he was in business. Trump doesn't seem to think that debt is that big of a problem. It's a business problem. It's a it's a business issue. We can deal with it. Well, we just had to build the debt into the uh, the equations and all that. No, no, no. Why even have it? Here's continuing on the same subject here. And at the end of the last segment, I was talking about George Washington's farewell address and about how Washington uh, kind of left an instruction manual to go like, well, this is what you ought to do here. I'm going to leave you some instructions here. And uh, and he wrote this farewell address. And I think that um, just like you should read Article 1, Section 1 of the Constitution if you're into if you want a civics lesson. Read um, uh, Washington's farewell address. Uh, you can actually find a printed version of it. Uh, I, I, for anything, George Washington, I usually go to Mount Vernon, mountvernon.org, because the ladies uh, that run the uh, that run Mount Vernon, you know, the National Park Service tried to take it over. And uh, the, oh, what is this? It's not the daughters of the American. I, I forget. It'll come to me in a moment. Um 
Mount Vernon is still primarily, now there are parts of it that are part of a national park. There's a visitor center and all that. But Mount Vernon itself is still run by a private entity, and it's mostly women. I know this because I made a movie there called The Road to Independence, and to get permission to film there, I had to write to them, and I had to convince them that I wasn't going to do damage <laughs> to GW. Um, and I still have the letter framed. It's somewhere in, in, the, in, the, in the collection. And in any event, uh, you can read Washington's Farewell, and you can see that Washington was going like, look, there are serious problems. And you guys better be on your toes and ready to deal with them. But, yeah, you can make a go of this. Uh, but you're going to need to be governing Christian peoples. And if you're not, then you're going to be in big trouble. Well, we're not governing Christian people anymore. So, yeah, we're in big trouble. Mike Churchill here on the Crusade Channel. Always on air, always online, crusadechannel.com. Yesterday's uh, uh, fundraising was a success. It got us to the $1,000 that we needed yesterday. Thank you very much. The goal of $4,500 for the month is a real one. Still need to get there. Please consider making a contribution today. Go to crusadechannel.com forward slash donate. But I want to use my live spot uh, here to tell you about something else that we have been working on, or I have been working on, and that will on the Feast of Our Lady of Victory, we will debut the Manchipium Maria Cigar line. Now, this is just the beginning of it. This isn't where it's ultimately going to end. Well, I hope it's not. It's just the beginning. And the beginning is a spectacular one with the, the new cigar bands and the uh, hand-selected by yours truly, um, uh, the actual uh, the four cigar varieties that we are now offering and I hope that you'll go to the Founders Trading Post at shop.mikechurch.com and check them out. Uh, so I named the four. You can get a, a sampler four-pack. That's available now. You can start with a Grazia Plana Robusto, a Calx Maria Minor Churchill, the Consolatrix, or Consolatrix, depending on whose side you're on, Corona, and the Maria de Victoria Bellicoso. So four different sizes or a four-pack sampler, and you can also, for the first time, buy by boxes. And you get a serious discount if you buy by the box. So all sizes are available. They will all be in stock on the 7th, which is Feast of Our Lady of, uh, of Victory. Actually, it'll, it'll, they'll be in stock on Monday at shop.mikechurch.com. And there's lots of other stuff. Uh, it's the Manchipium Maria cigar line, uh, line of cigars and accessories all be available. And uh, we'll build from there. So go check them out today. Our gourmet coffee is a perfect compliment, by the way. While you're shopping for cigars and great books like the action book, like uh, I'm going to have on today, H.W. Crocker III. We're going to talk about his book, the reissue of his book. Uh, uh, triumph, so much other, uh, so many other great works, and our, our competition quality beast and butt rub and all that stuff. Same location, shop.mikechurch.com. If you're not in a shop and uh, spend 150 bucks, free shipping. Also, while we're rolling out the Manchipium uh, Maria cigar line, 15% off all. That's an automatic discount. You don't have to have a coupon off of all the boxes. 
off the three packs and off the singles of Manchipi and Maria. Shop.mikechurch.com. And for your donations, crusadechannel.com forward slash donate. Thank you very much in advance. You got to hear this. This story, uh, I didn't believe it when Maggie told me about it. I'm like, you're kidding. She goes, no, I'm not kidding. It's not a joke. <laughs> this is from the post-millennial. You, here, you won't believe this yourselves. GoFundMe for girlfriend of far-left activist brutally murdered in Brooklyn raises over $50,000 in 24 hours. What? Milka, what? Homo say what? What? A GoFundMe has been set up in the wake of a fatal stabbing of far-left activist Ryan Carson with the beneficiary of the fundraiser going to his girlfriend who was there and witnessed the attack. Claudia Morales. The fundraiser set up on Tuesday has received over $54,000. A fundraiser states, quote, We are a collective of Ryan's close friends reeling from a brutal loss. We are asking for your help on behalf of his partner in easing the burden and stress of this horrifying situation so that we can have space and time to grieve. And remember, Ryan, immediate needs are to offset the costs of working-class people taking time off of work to properly mourn. Oh, cry me a Black Lives Matter frickin' river. If I told you that the woman, Claudia Morales was there when Ryan Carson was stabbed to death by a deranged inner-city psychopath, you would go like, oh, shit. No, don't go, oh, shit. So when the cops arrived, they go like, hey, what happened? <laughs> this guy, I don't know where we told him just to move his bike and he, he got mad he pulled a knife out and, eh, 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 and he stabbed Ryan and then Ryan <laughs> he's, uh, he's all dead and dumb <laughs> okay ma'am can you give me can you give us a uh, we're gonna we're gonna ask you to come down to the station and give give us a statement can you give us a description of the person that murdered who was it your friend <laughs> My partner. <laughs> you mean boyfriend? That's what I said. My partner. <laughs> These people can't even act normally when someone's been murdered, folks. So the cops say, "Can you give us a description of the person that killed your partner, your boyfriend?" You know what Claudia Morales says. Go pound sand. I'm a Black Lives Matter supporter. No, I will not give you a description of the murderer of my partner. 
I'm not making this up. Ryan wouldn't want the person who killed him to have to stand trial in a justice in an injustice system against black people. She has refused to cooperate with the investigation. You know, because she needs to grieve properly, you see. Um, but she's not going to assist the cop. Now, I don't know, maybe there's there's video cameras everywhere, right? So there's probably some video of the dude that did it, and the, the DA may not need the eyewitness, although he can subpoena her, or she can, she can be subpoenaed, and she can be made to come in and testify. She really couldn't plead the fifth because she's not been accused of the crime. But this is where we are at as a civilization. Again, I look at things from the point of view of, can, you, can a civilization actually survive this? Now, I get to understand. I, I, okay, maybe I could kind of understand, maybe just a wee bit, just a kind of, sort of, understand if you knew the perpetrator and if you knew that it was an accident of some sort and it was more like a manslaughter and not a murder, I can I, I can almost kind of sort of under okay well you know you're trying to take the uh, the uh, you're, you don't want to you, you don't want to inst to uh, um, indict this person for this because they didn't mean to do it. That's not what's going on here. The dude just walked up, basically started an altercation. When the Ryan guy goes, uh, hey, man, hey man, hey bro, just chill out, man. Nobody's starting to take your bike. Guy f- just flies, it goes nuts, wields a very large knife, and begins stabbing Ryan Carson, and stabbed him so many times that he just bled out right there on the street, and it killed him. So apparently we know a couple of things. <laughs> Whether she IDs him or not, we know that the guy, the, 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 uh, the, the perp of the murder is black. Uh, uh, thus Black Lives Matter because we're going to defend. We're not going to let your evil cracker racist court get a hold of this guy. So here's my, uh, are, are they going, is B, does BLM have its own court system? Do they track down the perpetrators of people that murder their own? Is there no, is there no exception in the clause, you know, for a largely peaceful protest when a largely peaceful protest, which apparently this was, goes awry and then one of the promoters and instigators of BLM activities pays for that loyalty with its life? Is there an exception to the rule? I mean, you talk about being you talk about crazy. This is nuts. NVTS nuts. Morales, who has been depicted wearing an ACAB shirt, wrote in uh, June of 2020 following a night protesting the death of George Floyd, which turned to right by, by, by. A Boston police officer very nearly ran me over last night. The police do not protect you. ACAB, BLM, hope you're on the right side of history. In post regarding Carson's death, those who knew him called for his work. Uh, and social justice to be continued. Let us dedicate ourselves to continuing his life's work. What? Apologizing for largely peaceful protesters 
that are actually murderers. Um, I don't think that calling card is going to get your group very far. Now, I did get it where where it is today, but you've been losing ground ever since then. People are going like, wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. You guys defend murderers now? You know, you know I'm old enough to remember when the, uh, oh, what was her name? Uh, blah, 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 Philadelphia. Was Angela Davis. Who was the nutbag that was on the roof of the project buildings in Philadelphia that was picking the cops off? Who then was finally finally captured, and then was tried and convicted uh, for murder? But uh, people still saw that. Oh no, those cops deserve to get. It. I want to. I want to say it was Angela Davis, and that she is still a folk hero to these sorts of people. Let us dedicate ourselves to continuing his life's work. Far too short, too soon, to harm reduction to humane drug policy, to create any more caring society for all of us, wrote one poster on the site. How can you have a caring society that won't prosecute murderers? 